Yo. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the first official episode of Deep in Thought. It is just me, um, not Sage, not Marshall. Um, we, uh, you guys by now have probably heard the terrible episode of <laughs> After Dark <laughs> that has been released. Um, I hope that not all of you listen to it. What? <laughs> but I'm sure that if whoever did is going to love it, realistically. I know I loved listening back to it. Um, there's some outlandish stuff on there. But, and then yesterday, me and Sage and Marshall just got recording our, got done recording our 18th episode of the regular Lost in Thought. So, pop that up. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is pretty crazy that we're like, already that far like in this um to be honest and now we're like making these sub episodes like uh, we're gonna be doing um like one to two a week just depending on how many people i can get to get on here but it is really crazy just to see like the huge amount of growth that's gonna be happening and stuff but i also did just get back from florida as well so same thing with the episode yesterday um, you guys will probably hear me tell a couple stories from Florida that you didn't hear on yesterday that I'll be like saying like for real, um, more in detail and you know, but to clear the elephant in the room, I'm going to basically tell you guys what this is going to be all about. So, um, I actually have Turner here with me. Um, say hi Turner. How's it going y'all? I'm super excited right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is our, he's our new partner, as you guys know, uh, content creator partner. Um, he's part of, a, I'll let you say it if you want. My channel? Yeah. Uh, I go by on YouTube and social media, Instagram, all that, by uh, TG Productions, T-E-A-G-E-E. -E -E. Uh, on Instagram, it's, it's underscore, but on YouTube, it's a space, Productions on YouTube. Uh, basically... I just go around and record the real life, man. Just, you know, record society in the world and try to share it with people as best as I can. Uh, I'm a high school student currently. Um, and my, the goal of my channel is just to, you know, I have a little moniker. I said, keeping it real in a world full of fake. You know, I try to show things non-biasedly. Show us things that's non-biasedly and just, just... I just personalizing people, you know. People walk this earth every day, and I feel like if I could bridge the gap between two groups of people, I'm a happy man. So that's just sort of what I do. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be on the podcast uh, with with my partners and mm -hmm. friends for a long time. You know, uh, lots of thought. Everybody, I'm cool with everybody on here. Lane, Sage, Marshall, all my boys. So I'm super excited to uh, share, have a good conversation with my man right here. <laughs> mm -hmm. You guys got to excuse me. It's my first time doing one of these by myself. So I'm a little like, ah, but we'll get before we get into the main conversation of like, just getting really like deep in thought, like for real, like with Turner, um, basically I'm going to tell you guys like how this is going to work. So... As we explained on After Dark, After Dark is the No Holds Bar type of episodes that we're going to be releasing every other week. Um, then you have the regular, and then we have this. 
Deep in Thought is basically going to be um, the show, or at least the specific episodes where I get to more so express, like, um, more emotion into the stuff, and not as much comedy. I mean, of course we're going to make jokes, of course it's going to be lighthearted, but this is going to be more of, like, just me really getting down to the nitty and gritty of, like, how people really feel, what makes people the way they are, why they do the things that they do, and basically just a deep dive into the guests or future guests um, that we've had on the pod. So, yeah, once again, um, welcome to Deep in Thought, and let's get into it. So, Turner, he basically already covered, you know, you do the YouTube, you do the Instagram, you're your collab partner, your you were one of our um, you were one of our guests on Lost in Thought. Um, through your journey of like starting all the content creation, um, what really like made you want to do this and actually like start really pursuing it and getting into it? That's a ah, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was really a specific instance to where I like oh I'm gonna decide to make a YouTube channel. I've always just been a been a curious like kid, you know. I always liked history. I always liked science, uh, and I used to be in the history, and I was like, you know, there's history going on every day, you know. Hundred percent. There's history going on every day, and I feel like there's not enough people coming out here and covering things, you know. Especially you know the area where we live in, there's not a lot of content creators that are really showing you know the city off and. So that's what that's just where I stepped in, man. I just, you know, I've always had a passion for, you know, talking to people and interacting with different types of people. So it was just only natural that I was gonna make a channel so I could share that my experiences with all you guys and hopefully teach you guys something or anyone who's watching or listening to this just, just teach them about life. I guess I don't know. Just kind of like open up their minds and stuff. Yeah, like open. That. Up, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Open up, open up their minds. I feel like a lot of people, especially like with the type of content that you're like hoping to make. Um, all right, we're back. Um, I was just making sure everything's fine. Psych, we're going to try this one more time just to make sure. All right, now we are for real back um, for the <laughs> third fucking time. Sorry about cursing. Um, I'm actually going to try not to do that a bunch while um, we do this. Um, but... Yeah, I'm just, like, really nervous because, like, the audio usually, like, it, you guys have known we've had to give a couple apologies. The stuff corrupts every once in a while, and I'm really hoping that this is not one of those episodes. But, basically, where were we? You were just telling people, like, why you got into it. Yeah. Um, with that, like, I, I, t- I totally agree. I feel like a lot of the times, especially now, with how the world is and stuff like we need more coverage on the small things like everyone's always worried about like the stuff across the sea um the stuff going on with our government like our main government of the country but no one's ever worried about what's happening in their city and it does kind of irritate me because like your city and stuff is just as important as the world probably more important because that's the thing you interact with every day yeah so, like, I, I really do like and appreciate that, like, you're trying to make this content, and that's why we wanted to come alongside you, just because, like, we are 100% in support of people kind of, like, finding their way through this to maybe either open up their eyes to more potential ways of thinking, or also for us to open up our eyes to more potential ways of thinking. I mean, with, with, um, 
your videos and stuff even like I never really thought about it right like you did the video about the mall yeah and stuff that went like like Eastland Mall Eastland Mall and like over by Otherworld and stuff and like I saw that video I was like man I haven't really thought about that place for a long time and I never really questioned why it went out like when I, why it went out of business and then like you watched it I watched that and I was like damn and I drove by it the other day I was like man small world like it really is that's right down the road from me and I I never really cared enough to maybe investigate like why the things around me happen yeah I mean it's it's crazy like the stuff that goes on under right under people's noses like like I said people drive by it drive by that area every day and I don't expect people to really care you know they got their own stuff to do mm-hmm. but I think it's important to really know the stories of this place and, and there are stories everywhere you know for example uh, the most recent video I posted I, I went like really deep into the hills like the country like Appalachia you know it's it's notorious for being an area that is you know if you look up Appalachia on YouTube, you're going to see what comes up. And I have to say, uh, I didn't really show that whole area in the best of light. I only went there and, and shot sort of sort of the bad areas. But there wasn't really a lot of good to show, at least the area I went to. But, you know, but anyways, as I was going to this area, I uh, pulled into uh, this sort of like, we went by this historical marker and we stopped there. And basically, uh, the marker was for what in the 1820s slaves came, escaped from the South, mm-hmm. and they came over the through the hills of Ohio, and they established a colony. Well, I'm not not a colony, but you know, a small community. And basically, they it was a stop for the Underground Railroad. Yeah. And here I am, black, moving through this area, thinking, oh, there's nothing that's gonna pertain to me, you know, African American history, but. I was proven wrong literally within the first 30 immediately. minutes. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. And that sort of shifted my whole perspective knowing that, wow. So imagine I'm going through these areas in 2024, you know, people, black people were coming through these areas in 1820, you know, establishing, you know, colonies and owning land and, and helping other escaped slaves go. And you would have never knew that. I never knew that. Right. And, you know, just there's stories everywhere that people just don't really know about or think about. Or yeah, or it's not even like they don't. It's not that people don't think about it, or it's not they don't know about it either. the The funny thing is, a lot of people with the history of their own area, they could just care less. Yeah, and that's always bugged me. You know, like I feel like, cause I feel like Canal, like as a as a city, like because I'm not really like. Or, like, anywhere in Columbus, like, Pickerington, Canal, Groveport, all those areas that, like, I'm very familiar with, I don't, like, I never really have had, like, the motivation to go learn about them until, like, a couple years ago. Like, after I graduated, I I started learning a lot, especially about, like, the downtown areas of these places. Like, they've been here for a long time. Like, and there's a lot of there's a lot of meaning and history in the bricks of those houses. I mean, yeah. they, if they could talk, I'm sure they would have a lot to say, you know? So I agree. Uh, I feel like people, I feel like definitely people need to be more aware of like, you know, the things that do go on, like, or the history of places where they are. And 
don't know. I think lear- I think constantly learning about stuff like that's always really good for the mind. It definitely has. It's it's really expanded my my you know my mind. You know, going to these places which are so different from where I grew up and what I'm used to. Because I'm not gonna lie, growing up I used to be be really close minded. I used to have this strict set of beliefs, and if you disagreed. I wasn't listening. You know, I have my own beliefs, but going to all these different cities and areas, it really, it it really made me sympathetic to a lot of people and things. And it really just, honestly, I think it's done so, I think it's, it's done so much good for me and just learning about the condition of other people and getting to know people more personally from diff way different backgrounds it really makes you appreciate just humans as a whole mm-hmm. in the country we live in, in the state we live in, in the city. It gives me a better appreciation, you know. I mean, it has to. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they forget that every place and every area and every person has their own story. Um, actually, I always see this one meme on the internet, but, like, it's so true. It's like, have you ever seen that one clip? The black dude is interviewing that white guy. The white guy has, like, long hair and glasses. And the dude cuts in front of their camera, like, while they're recording. And he's like, oh, what the heck? Like, why do you do that? And then this other dude's like, you never know what anyone's going through, man. Like, he's like, you can't judge them based off of one interaction. They could be going through ten times more than you, and you would never know. Everyone's in their own space, in their own world, in their own reality. And it's hard for regular people to understand that. Um, Especially, like, through this new job that, like, you guys will hear about on the other episodes. Um, I did, I learned a lot about people in a way that I didn't want to and in other ways where I was happy to see, like, I feel like nowadays everyone thinks everyone's bad. Like, any, anyone who doesn't agree with you is a threat. Um, any place with a bad history is a threat. Like, I mean... Just a lot of a lot of reasons for everyone to be really hateful. And, like, I'm a door-to-door marketing rep. Like, I get to see the worst of people off-rip in most interactions. Um, and, to be honest, it there's so many bad moments, but then you meet people who are also very genuinely good through these type of interactions. Like, and then... Um, And then when you stop looking at, like, the surface level of, like, places that you go. Like, you were saying, like, oh, you're driving through this town. And actually it was a huge area because it was a place where the Underground Railroad stopped. And, like, colonies were made. And people actually got, like, their first chance of freedom and to live regular lives. Like, that's important and no one really thinks about that. Everyone always thinks very surface level. Literally, the, the land that I was stepping on. You know, the fact that, you know, I'm really big into African-American history. The fact that I'm going to call them my ancestors. Mm -hmm. My ancestors walked these lands just thinking about, first of all, how scary it must have been. You were a slave. You you escaped the South and you're walking through the bush. When I'm talking about the bush, man, this is way out in the country. Oh, yeah. Not even cell service. You don't got no cell service. You know, it's just a two-lane road, trees, and some busted-up houses. Mm-hmm. And and you're thinking about, I'm scared. Imagine how these people felt. 
my ancestors who walked through. Well, there wouldn't have been anywhere. It would have just been it wood. Just, it it was, been woods, yeah. country, animals. Like just so not only not only did people like that, they had to they had to get through the Underground Railroad in the first place and escape that, but then they go into a whole new environment that is just as threatening in a more natural way than a political one. Yeah, and they were and they were thriving too. They owned land in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, they became after escaping slavery themselves, they helped other people to reach, you know, where they got to and it you know, it's inspiring and there are so many inspiring stories like that in history, you know, that that's why I feel so passionate about these things cuz you know, you never know what story is going to resonate with you. You could say, "Oh, I don't like history. I don't like I don't really care." But I, you know, I think people might. They just don't can't find a story that they personally identify with. And if I can just show five people something and they're like, "Oh, wow, like this actually changes how I think a little bit." I'm I'm a happy man. Right. Simple as that. I mean, because what you're doing, bro, it's not as much about how you're doing it and like why you're doing it. It's the purpose it has for other people and what people are going to get out of it. Like, obviously, you're not doing this for the whole purpose of, oh, this is just me wanting to explore and learn on my own. This, like you've said multiple times, this is you showing other people um, things that you've learned and things that they can get into and they can learn about personally um, on their own time. And it does open up thoughts like that. I mean, you were talking about me just now, like, off the pot. Like, you, you did that video, I assume, of... I assume that video that you were talking to me about was the one with the uh, the Proud Boy, like that you interviewed. And mm-hmm. then the comment was, "You're giving a Nazi a voice." That's just someone making a um, a really like crazy upfront um, political like attack at someone, and you were able to turn that around, and now you have a fan. Yeah. Now, yeah, you were able to show someone a different perspective, and that they didn't really think about it like that. And just because you were able to, now you have someone else whose mind you might have changed. Like, yeah. So, so a little context on what he's saying. One of my first videos I ever did was I went to a rally at the uh, Columbus State, not the Columbus, but the Ohio State House, and it was a, a rally for, well, it was a planned rally for like various right wing groups for Ashley Babbitt, you know, the woman who who died at the Capitol uh, riot on January six, and. There was also counter protesters there. And, you know, I went there at around 8 a.m. really early. And, you know, I come up there and, you know, outside the front of the Capitol building, there's uh, all these people dressed in, in black, you know, black block. And a lot of people can call them whatever they want. I'm not going to put a label on these people. I'm just going to I'm just going to call them left wingers for the or liberal or I'll, I'll call them counter protesters. I'll call them counter protesters yeah. for this situation. But. Uh, Let's not get canceled on the first episode. Of Demon Thought. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was trying to find a good way to label these people, but it's really hard, especially in my mind, to really label people. Well, they weren't really organized. You know, they're just the people who were, you know, dressed in all black, had face coverings, and they they disagreed with the plan rally that was going on at the state house, which was, like I said, sort of a memorial for uh, Ashley Babbitt. And I was sitting out there. And, you know, when you go to a protest, I've been to dozens of them, right wing, left wing. Uh, you can really feel the energy, like, mm-hmm. when you go to a protest. You can instantly tell, like, it's just cool, it's just bad. And when I went there, I, I didn't I didn't feel too bad about it. You know, it was just a group of people, you know, standing there. 
and uh, I saw these a, a small group of about four, of, of about four people who were armed, and uh, you know they were in support of this rally that was going on, and they were the first people there. So I'm like, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna try to interview one of them, and I, I go over there and interview him. And, uh, you know, I, I come up there respectfully and I'm like, hey, would you, which, would, would you be okay if I interviewed you? And he was like, uh, he said, who are you with? And I said, myself. And he said, he said, oh, in that case, sure. And I interviewed him and I actually talked to this group of people throughout the whole rally. And they were actually really cool and they were, they really encouraged me a lot. Uh, you know, they were, <laughs> you know, they, they really encouraged me a lot, but these people, the media called these people Nazis. You know, they said that people who were going to this rally was Nazis. And even on the posters for the counter protesters, they called these people Nazis. And I interviewed the person and he said he was Jewish. So how can this be an Issa, you know? I'm not trying to tell you. You can watch the well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like, because you could definitely, like, there are Jewish people. Hitler was a born Jew and he was the leader of the Nazis. So it was like, I wouldn't say that. But from what I gained from watching that interview, he definitely wasn't some racist, like, he didn't hate Jews, he didn't hate all that, like, he was just there because he believed in someone. He believed in, you know, he, he, had, he had something he was really passionate about, and he wanted to show, he didn't, he didn't come there to hate, I'm not telling him, I'm not trying to tell you guys how he thinks, you can watch the interview for that, but... You know, I just I just thought it was interesting because, you know, you just never know. I personally thought coming up to this person that he was going to call me some names or something like that. And it didn't happen because I don't know. I just choose not to live. I, I have the philosophy that 95 percent of people are good. Ninety five percent of people are just regular people because I've interacted with a, such a large group of people I haven't really had that many negative experiences per se, uh, and maybe because I'm just blessed or I'm lucky. I, I don't you know. know. That's, <laughs> um, I would agree with you though. Like outside of like, yeah, because in when I'm in sales, bro, I'm automatically like me getting a bunch of negative reactions from a lot of people. Of course, bro, I'm a door to door guy. Yeah, no one likes to see them at the door. There, no one wants to. So, of course, I'm going to get more negative interactions. But when I'm talking to just regular people, there's not... I would say... For me, I would say the majority of people genuinely are more respectful than you think. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, they get... They see the internet. And they see what goes on on the internet. And they believe it is fact. Like, that everyone's negative. Everyone's bad. The world's going to end, like, all this, all the negativity. And what I've realized is, like, I agree with Turner in the fact that, like, a lot of people naturally aren't just going to be a-holes to you. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not going to be initially, like, aggressive. Like, if you come at people the right way and in a manner that doesn't seem threatening, nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to have a conversation with someone. Like... And I actually, I mean, I've learned that from jobs I've had, like, especially with, like, security. But, like, also, Turner's learned that through just interviewing people and asking a bunch of people, like, from different beliefs. 
obviously, if you look at the video of this dude, Turner's initial assessment would be correct. If I was a, if I was a black guy, right? Yeah. And I'm walking up to this dude, and he's like, you know, he's wearing, he, he's got guns, wearing neon, he's wearing camo. It screams something that I'm yeah. not comfortable with. So, like, for you to say that, I totally get it. Like, that's an understandable first assessment, but that's that's kind of the initial problem with the world. These initial assessments. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, I went I went to a bunch of BLM protests when that was going on. Um, I, went, I went to go see it. I went, well, at first I went in support of it. Next, I went to just go see one and wanted to support my friends who wanted to go. And then the third time, I, I just I happened to be in an area with one, and then I got to see it. And what I learned is like each time I went to one was a completely different experience. Yeah. And the first time I was like, like I said, I was going to support, and it was you felt the energy, you felt you felt the pain, you felt the people. Second time, a lot of stuff was going on in the news. A lot of Antifa stuff was going on. I was a lot more wary. And changed my perception of the thing entirely. And then the third time, I wasn't even there in support or, like, even there to support with anyone else. I was just watching. And all three times, I got three different variations of people. The first time, I got a bunch of peace and love and pain and just, like, actual justice. The second time, I got fury, anger, negativity. And then the third time... I got like this in the middle, this mix, like this fear, more worry about yeah. like the future. And a lot of stuff with protests is like, they're going to protest because they, they want you to hear their stories. Like, and they want to spread awareness for people to make initial, like, I don't like the whole thing of counter protesting. I think, I think. I think if people are allowed to protest when something happens to someone, I don't care in what regard. I don't care if I get canceled for saying this. But if people are allowed to go and do like minor, like small town Black Lives Matter protests, then if someone was in support of January 6th, man, and they want to go do their thing, let them. You can see a bunch of people. Like, I, I hate the whole thing. Like, let them protest. If they're not doing anything wrong and it's a peaceful protest... There's no reason for you to go cause problems and be a counter-protester. Yeah. I don't like that mindset. Because it's trying to spread like a message that you're right and they're wrong for just wanting to spread a message. Just like maybe you were six months ago. And it's not true, man. Especially a lot of those counter-protests, you know, when there's two people of different factions. And adding to it... Because that's what happened at when I interviewed that dude. Uh, I post another video... <laughs> And when the the Proud Boys showed up, you know, the right-wing group showed up. And when they showed up, even though this was originally their rally, this was the protest I was at before was a counter-protest. It shifted the whole thing immediately. When I mean immediately, like, the snap of your fingers, people started to get upset. People started to get mad. People started to scream, yell obscenities. And, you know, I saw people who who were normal people before, just two minutes turn into just saying, honestly, in my opinion, I'm not going to say disgusting things. It's, it's their opinion, but... Probably was disgusting. Though. You know, yeah. saying just just disrespectful things that these people, I would hope, would never say in their normal lives. But this is what 
this this is what division this is what division looks like when he you know and when they came the police came out of out of nowhere they separated the two groups and now people are screaming at each other through the lines saying things now thankfully i didn't see any fights but you know it's it's just just like that a protest can turn like that and that's why you kind of have to be careful when you go there cuz these a lot of some a lot of the times you got to be a little crazy to take time out of your day dress up and then you know whatever in a probable uniform dress up in all black you're already kind of little I'm not going to say crazy but you're I would say I would say it's crazy though turn like because that's not normal thinking like yeah. like when something no, normal thinking is when something goes wrong in life you ignore it or you just move on and you can be annoyed about it for a second but you don't let it take you over yeah it's it is abnormal for people to go protest I, I mean, I don't care what the cause is. Like, it's abnormal for... Because, like, I'm not a proud boy, dude. Yeah, most people aren't. I'm not also in support of BLM anymore. Like, I was for a while, but I think a lot I think a lot of that's turned more political than it has for the actual issue at hand. Yeah. So it's not that I don't support the cause, it's I just don't, don't support the people backing the cause. But, and the reason I say that, and like I said, probably I'm going to get a little bit of hate for that, but just like at the end of the day, um, it, it takes a different type of person to go out and be a protester for minor things. And for major things, it makes more sense to me, but for small stuff like this, like two small groups, just, you had to wake up knowing Especially for the counter-protesters, like, this is what's disappointing, is they woke up with with an attitude of, I'm going to go prove someone wrong today. And not with an attitude of, I'm going to go support something I believe in. I believe that they came in there, in my personal opinion, they came in there with the idea to disrupt the original rally going on. And... I definitely don't believe in stuff like that because, like I said, I believe in the First Amendment. And when you're going there counter-protesting and trying to stop a legal rally where they're not calling for violence against anybody, I feel like you're infringing on someone's First Amendment in a way. 100%. 100%. Even if the cops are there protecting you, but now because you wanted to, now you're wasting resources from other people. You know, there was about 40, 50 cops there for two groups of like. 20 people you know 20 i would say the, the proud boys had like 40 50 and you know the, the left wingers or the counter protesters had uh you know probably about the same amount and there's 60 cops out here where they could actually be doing because yeah. like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to dog on like them even going to protest but like those cops could have done so much more for the neighborhood with that time they probably could have maybe stopped a crime with yeah. that time. Maybe went on one more patrol. Saved someone's life. I mean, there are shootings in Columbus all the time. And we're worried. People are just worried about the wrong things, bro. Like, like, what? What's the point? Getting up in the morning going, ah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and infringe on someone's happiness. Or someone's peace of mind. I'm going to go ruin their day. Just because I disagree with them a tiny bit. I don't get it. And what's even scarier is people come out there and they ruin their lives 
over something stupid. I've I've example. I went to this protest. I don't even think it was a BLM protest. I don't even think I don't as I remember it wasn't for somebody even killed in Columbus. It was a, a, I call it a solidarity protest for someone killed in a different city. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, it was like a candlelight vigil at this one park, uh, like kind of outside of downtown. Mm. And, you know, I went there and I see people dressed in all black. I think I remember you uh, showing me the videos. Yeah, videos. they're dressed in all black. You know, we have the candlelight vigil for this person and I'm sitting there uh, looking at all the people. And then they have the protest. Everyone hops in a car, drives down to the uh, Columbus police headquarters. And, you know, we march around downtown Columbus for a little bit. And then as as the protest is finishing, it's only a group of about 35 people. Uh, 35, 40 people, maybe more. I don't know. I'm not really good at crowd estimates. Uh, you know, and as the protest is ending, I have to go home. It's getting late. And I have a ride home. I hop in a ride. I go. As I get home, I look on the news and my phone goes crazy. And I see Columbus trending on Twitter. I'm like. What? I click on it. They tried after the protest, and literally, I would say a minute after I left, they tried to go into the police headquarters. And the police came out and just pepper sprayed all of them. And someone had like a metal, not a metal, a wooden stick, and he hit an officer over the head with it. Mm-hmm. And I think he got arrested for Good. battery on an officer. Good. And I think he got like. 10 years in prison like he he ruined his life yeah and i think he was a if i remember right he was an ohio state university student yep i know you're talking about so this man went out here for this small protest you know and we're marching around the streets you know there are a few people looking out their windows but for the vast majority no one cares you know that these people marching in these streets but you do away your life for something, in my opinion, I don't know. It's just a waste. And it, I feel it, like though that that happens a lot. It does. Like that's the pro- that's the problem with like I, that I have with protests. Like I remember when all this all this I'm not trying to be rude. All this stuff started happening. All these people started gathering around the streets. And like I said at first, I was with it. I was there. I was with my friends. I was being a good supporter. I didn't really know what I was, like, supporting fully. I'm just going to be up front. But I was being there with people, and I knew that something was wrong. Like, something happened. And then the then the entirety of it all changed. Yeah. With me going to other places and me watching videos from you and, like, you showing me things. Like, people just get out of hand. And it's this, like, people feel like they're entitled to do whatever they want if they feel like they're right. Yeah. And there's a lot of philosophy arguments that you could get into with that. Um, There's one I really like where it's like someone else's moral compass is not going to be yours. But you guys will both think that you guys are right by the end of the day if you guys have strong enough, like, um, strong enough philosophies in what you believe in. And it's like the the key to becoming peaceful people the key to understanding other people is being able to be like, is to flow. Like, let your let your philosophies and let your morals flow with other people's. And if they don't line up, don't be a douche about it. Yeah. 
Just leave them alone. There's no point. There's no point in trying to convince someone, right, that a cop is good. Like for example, like in what we're talking about. But letting it, letting your beliefs about how bad cops are, carry you to make a decision to ruin your life, shows number one immaturity. It puts a bad name on the rest of the protesters. Puts a bad name on the organization. And that's what that's what happened to BLM. Yeah, that's why people stopped going out. Because you would see videos of people like going into businesses, killing business owners, beating them to death when they're just trying to defend their shit, like or their stuff. Like I remember you you you're the one who showed me that or told me about it. Like yeah, wherever that was, or like they're burning down blocks in Seattle. Like it's insane. It's bad, and and a lot of these people, they're extremists. These these people are extremists. And even some of the people I've seen, hearing they, what their philosophy, is a little scary. Like, I'm seeing these people like, if it was up to me, we got to burn the whole system down. If it was up to me, I would line up every cop in the street and shoot them. Or do some, or just say some legit craziness. And I just got to see her just smile and, and nod. Not because I agree, but I'm in a term, I'm in a situation to where if I were to say, maybe that's not the right you can get your ass beat. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> you know, that that's what could happen. And it's happened before. I've seen it happen. Not with my own eyes. I haven't seen anyone, you know, get beat up in real life at one of these protests. But I've seen it happen online. I've seen it happen on videos. And the thing about it is, back to the point, the protest that I said where the dude hit the cop over the head, hit a cop in the head with a with bat, the protest was peaceful up to that point. You were there. I was there. It was peaceful up to that point, and there was even a portion where uh, these uh, these people on ATVs they went in onto the Ohio State Capitol lawn and were doing donuts, ripping up the lawn, and people were in the protest like, "Well, what are you doing? Like, this is not what we're here to do." And then, you know, they even disavowed that. And I've seen it happen a lot. I've seen it happen to a lot of protesters where someone might get a little too rowdy, and they're like, "Stop, we're not here to do that." And most of the protests I've been to have been peaceful for both sides. Mm-hmm. But then one person does something outrageous, and what did the headlines say? They say protests got out of hand when this happened, or you know, rioters did this when 99% of the people who were out there were just didn't doing, do anything. They just wanted their voice to be heard. Right. And yeah. that's like, that's that brings up the problem that I was just talking about. Is it immediate one action, one action from one person in one of these events can turn the tide of what your entire program means. Literally. And that's what happened. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you want to blame Antifa. I don't care if you want to blame the actual protest itself. Um, but with most protests, with January 6th, they say Antifa was there. I'm going to just be real. I don't care what happened in my country. I don't care who got elected as president. And I personally don't care who's leading the charge onto the White House. I'm never jumping that fence. I'm never going onto that property. I'm never taking that risk because it's not worth it. I don't care if someone else did it first. It doesn't make it okay. Anyone, like, with the whole, like, Proud Boys, like, I'm not going to lie. I disagree with the counter-protesters from that video that you showed me, and I also disagree with the Proud Boys. Of course. I would never memorialize someone's death for doing something as stupid as that. 
Yeah, I mean, but guess what? I'm also not going to do. And it goes the same for the Black Lives Matter stuff, bro. Some of these people who were protested about during Black Lives Matter were legitimate criminals. Like Brianna Taylor was the girlfriend of a drug dealer who was shooting at the police first. Shit happens. You can't blame a cop for that. And it's the same. But then we're going to act like January 6th is something that we should be proud of as conservatives. Hell no. Shouldn't it be? You know, you know how bad of a look that was? Oh, it's... On a worldwide scale. It's something that I honestly think, you know, that whole MAGA, <laughs> quotation mark, MAGA movement, you're not making America great again by attacking... The White police, House. Police officers. You're just making us look... And I think that... that you're, not, I shouldn't say us, but you're making... The, yeah, I would say us, because it makes America look bad. It does. I would. 100%. You know, there's foreign leaders saying, oh, now this is a sad day, you know... A free uh, a country supposed to be a beacon for freedom and democracy. They got a riot. There's pictures of tear gas being deployed. People getting shot in the head in the Capitol and dying. Senators and representatives running for their lives. You know, it's it's not a good thing, and people just get caught up in this stuff. And I'm not gonna lie, at a lot of protests, there's times I could have got caught up. One of the very first protests I ever been to was actually the George Floyd ones in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I was driving. We were driving down there, and I remember it was hard to actually get to downtown. I remember I was, you know, going. I'm seeing the police helicopters fly around, and as I get closer to the city, I just feel I feel this this sort of like pain, pain, and just. You know, it, it it was a sick feeling. Like I felt like almost sick to my stomach. You know that, you know the whole situation that happened. You know, you know the distressing eight minute video where the officers kneeling kneeling on his neck. He's he's dying. You know, and why he died is irrelevant. All people see is that video of him being alive. Then the officer put his knee on his neck. He's dead. That's what they see. And now they're going and they're taking their rage out on anything. You know, as we go in there, we get we hit the exit. The first street, high street, is blocked off. They have a police tank there. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to weave around, and we finally get to the street. And I remember we go down high street. I look down high street. I will never forget this. I look down high street. I see the tear gas down the street just rising, rising from the streets. And this that's when it hit me that this, this is real. Like, I'm really here right now. Like, I'm really... Looking at people breaking windows, spray painting, just civil, civil unrest, civil unrest, with my own eyes, you know, I'm seeing people like screaming and crying because they got hit with some tear gas. They're trying to flush the the gas out their eyes. I'm seeing people <laughs> take the plants on the side of the, on the side of the road, taking the pot, smashing it into the ground, and just people being. It, it almost looked barbaric like this is what this is what this is what we've been brought to you know and I'm, I'm not gonna lie I don't care what happened I there's there's no reason it goes the same, it's the same thing for January 6th for me man yeah there's no reason why a protest about something like this should be able to go from peaceful to like that like I said I don't care who's leading the charge bro it should always be there should always be the mass majority of people there 
should always be in support of keeping it peaceful. Yeah. The problem is with a lot of the BLM stuff, bro. Once someone started throwing shit, so did everyone else. It only takes one. It takes one person, right? To turn and the whole it, it, force. I don't. Which that's the problem with all of it. That's why. I, I, yes, it's your First Amendment right, and I know you're probably going to disagree with me on this. I just don't like the whole concept of protest in general. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it just because it, it creates more conflict than ends it. Even if it spreads awareness, it's better left to, like, be... Protests should be left to people who are reasonably in sound of mind. Not the extremists. But the problem is the only people going out and protesting and doing all this are the extremists. Then people follow, and then people make bad decisions. Because they're all, they're all caught up in the moment. See, I, I understand, you know, what you're saying... But you had to realize, like I said, 99.9% of protests are peaceful. No one is harmed. No one's arrested. I've only seen what I'm naming. And those are the stories, ones that I agree with. 100%. You know, that's, that's how a lot of them are. And, you know, I've even seen protests, uh, for example, uh, I got to think of her name. She was killed in Columbus at a Kroger's. I know what you're talking about. You know, yep, uh, I know what you're talking Worthington. About. And I went to this, I went to the protest, uh, I went to the pro. I think it was in Westerville. Uh, I think it was Takaya Young. Yeah. I think there's so many. I can't even remember all the names. But which is why I was like behind the Black Lives Matter cause for a long time because like it obviously was a problem. But then my critical thinking comes in. My logistics. How many people does this not? How many how many black people get shot and don't get brought up on the news? How many white people get shot? Don't get brought up in the news. How many times do cops do misorderly contact to all races involved? Not just one. A lot. I mean, there's a lot. It's never brought up. So, I mean, I, I initially had to agree with the whole Black Lives Matter. And I, I initially wasn't really a fan of the cops. And, like, and that did bring some division in my family and stuff with that. Because I have family members who are cops. But what I did come to realize is, like, then... Stuff got unreasonable. Like, yes, most of them... Now, most protests, like... 2020, 2021 showed us what protests can be like in a bad way. Um, now, when protests happen, there's a lot more... There's a lot more, like, everyone's guard is up. Like, they're a lot more peaceful. There's not as much, like, chaos. I support these type of protests. I support going and spreading the word like that. But initially, dude... It was hard for me to get behind it because all it was was just making things worse. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really here to, you know, because the whole point of my channel is that I'm unbiased. That I don't really have a side, so I'm not really gonna comment on the legitimacy of the MAGA movement or BLM or whatever, you know. But oh, I, I believe that they're all legitimate. Like, I mean, realistically, like that's my unbiased opinion. Like, from someone who is politically neutral, I'm just to be real politically neutral I voted for Green Party on stuff like I am a very like neutral belief type person I I genuinely see the I see the legitimacy in both programs I just I just what always got me worked up was I just feel like they were always ran by the wrong people or they just had the people who ran it had other things in mind than what the actual purpose of the cause was 
See, like like I said, ninety nine percent of the protests are peaceful. Now, mm-hmm. for the one percent, it's it's terrible. I, you know, who wants to see buildings set on fire? Like Minneapolis, let's Minneapolis be real. Minneapolis was crazy. That was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. Maybe next to January six. You know where you're seeing, <laughs> where you're seeing. I mean, let's let's talk about it. They just they. I would say they destroyed Minneapolis. I'm not gonna lie. This is I. I wouldn't even say this is opinion. But the damage I would, say those, that they, I would say those two events are pretty equal. The damage that they did to Minneapolis and the damage, you know, they did to the city versus the damage they did to the reputation of the country, uh, for January 6. It's just it's two sides of the same coin. 100. People call the Proud Boys, you know, or you know whatever groups extremists, and I honestly do believe that they are extremists you know these people are you know they're willing to go and whenever you're willing to go and physically fight someone you're an extremist 100 when you're going out there and invest in helmets and face masks for both sides it's so funny because at the protest i saw conservatives or the proud boys or people yelling at the counter protesters saying oh why do you have a mask on take your mask on let's let everyone see your face and the same people yelling at a mask on. Now, not all of them did, but majority of them did. It's like it's the hip- they're ashamed. It's the hypocrite. Yeah, because why? Yeah, they're hypocritical, and I honestly right. do believe a lot of people out there are hypocrites. Well, no, no, no. It's not even a lot. Everyone is. Everyone, Everyone is. Yeah. I'm a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. That's true. You, I mean, and that's the problem. Like to realistically get over shit like this, which I know I'm saying I'm trying not to curse, but like it's yeah. just slipping because I'm getting passionate. Yeah, because it's okay. Um, to get past moments in history like this, people need to learn to evaluate themselves before they take evaluations on other people mm-hmm. for their actions. It's one of my biggest philosophies. I really, I really have started to try not to be one. Like these last couple of years, I've really tried to work on myself in that regard because I even catch myself being a hypocrite on small things. Yeah. Oh, I'd never like. I'd be talking about friends, bro. Some of my friends, I'm not gonna lie, it helps. Like, they like to go sleep around with people and stuff like that. And I'll be like, oh, I would never do that. And then the first opportunity I would ever get, I'd probably try to do that. And I was like, all right, let's let's fix that, Wayne. Let's, like, let's be, let's be who you try to preach about. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of protests and a lot of people who are at these protests, they've never looked in the mirror once at themselves. The people at that, at that counter-protest were the same people at BLM. The people who, the Proud Boys who were saying, like, we don't like the whole BLM and they were going to fight the BLM are the same people who were supporting January 6th. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. It is the same side of the same coin. And if people actually understood that, they'd be like, oh, we're not enemies like that. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, all people are really that, are really similar. Oh, for sure. Like, people can, you can say that people are complex. No, we're not. Yeah. We all care about the same core things in life. We care about, especially in America, you care about food on your table. You care about being able to pay your bills. You care about freedom. You care about people getting treated right. And you care about your beliefs. All those five things apply to every single person from every single belief, from every single race, from every single ethnicity, religion, no matter what, they're all thinking the same way as you, just in a different perspective. It's not that complex. That, 
and that's that's, that's what I like about your channel. Yeah, it's like for example, growing up, I used to. I, I even heard people to this day say, oh, I, "I would never go out there. I, I'm scared. You know, I'm black. If I go out to these far out areas, I'm gonna get lynched." And I can see why they're scared. You know, you, you see Twitter, all you see is, you know, you go out there. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I got a story for you. You go out there, you're going to see Confederate flags. Mm -hmm. You're going to see, uh, you know, just you're going to see crazy stuff out there. I'm going to be honest. You're going to see Confederate flags. You're going to see people who legitimately do have hate in their heart. But you're also going to see just normal people living a day-to-day -day life. You know, it's the extremists that you're going to see and with all those negative it. attributes. And you're the same people who live in those areas could be also 100% in agreement with you. Literally. So, so my uh, my stepfather has a lake house that him and my mom own up. Uh, I'm not going to say the specific area, but yeah. it's like it's up north. No, yeah, it's somewhere. It's up north, and in that area. There are a lot of like Confederate. There's like a Confederate flag painted on a bar, barn, and it says, "And it says like we love being free," and it's like, and then like there's trucks around the area with Confederate flags on. They sell them. Like, I walked into a little like owned shop. The dude was selling a knife with the Confederate flag, like <laughs> carved into it. And in this on the same road, you see a gay pride flag in a gay shop, and it's just like. We're all the same people spreading just different messages with Literally. the same ideal. Like, you're hoping that everyone can understand you. Everyone just wants to be understood, bro. That's, that's all that anyone's ever asking for. With the protests, with all the BLM, with all the MAGA, with January 6th, people just want to be heard. Literally. That's it. And if you let, if you let a person talk instead of just talking yourself, you will have... A very big change of heart about the rest of the world. Literally. And that's that's like a lot of what I've done. That's what kind of inspired me to create this channel. When I was, I went down south. I was in Mammoth, near Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. And I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember like we're going there. And I see this. I see this. It looks like a shack, bro. But it's a, it's a it's a store, and it has Confederate flags hanging off of it. It's like Mammoth Cave knives and gifts shop. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a little it. dilapidated. <laughs> it's a gravel parking lot, and I look at my dad. And I said, I want to go in there, and <laughs> he was probably like, he bro. looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Why would you want to go in there? Why would you want to go to the store with Confederate flags hanging off the side of it? And I said, "Cause I can. This puts, not this puts on MAGA hat. This ain't my, this ain't because <laughs> like, I can and I will." So I walk up to the store. I'm not gonna lie, my heart beating fast. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right, my palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I I reach for the doorknob, open the door. This little dog comes and starts barking at me, just being loud. And I hear, I forget what the dog's name is, but I hear from inside the shop. I was going to call the dog, Lily, calm down, calm down, Lily. I was like, oh my goodness. But I went in the store and I saw 
this white couple dressed in camo, all camo. Of course. They had like boots. You're in Kentucky. Camo. They had the camo hat. I know what that's all about. That's where my family's from. I'm pretty sure one of them was smoking a pipe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they look like they're like in their mid twenties. Like, nah, it was it was <laughs> mid twenties is insane. Nah, they look young. Like they look pretty young. And you know, they looked a little confused. Like, oh, why is a, a black person in here? Like, they looked a little confused. But it it didn't look like hatred. Just more like, hmm. Why are they in here? More I think, curiosity. I, I think right because they were like, man, why? What brought you in here? Right. And the Confederate flag singing off Trump flags. You know what brought you in here? And I come in there, and I'm looking around at the knives. And it was it was during COVID time, so I'm like, oh, it's like, how is business? And they said, not good. You know, we're actually gonna uh, close down soon. We we you know we're not making enough money. People aren't coming. You know, we can't sustain ourselves. And I was like, that's unfortunate. I like that accent. <laughs> that's what they sounded like. And, uh, you know, I was just sort of in there looking around all awkwardly. And I was like, hmm. And I left. And I went to another store next door. And I went in there. I went to the back of the store. And I saw a Confederate shrine. Like, I'm going to call it a shrine because it had like a Confederate. It was like a table. It had a Confederate flags. It, on the wall, it had like Confederate generals on it and little figurines, and I just start laughing, dying, bro. That these people would set this thing up, and I'm like, I just laugh because it's like, I wasn't scared. I just thought it was funny, cause I'm supposed to be afraid of these people, and these people are setting up little figurines in the back of their store as a tribute to these confederate generals and it just made me laugh i'm like these people are just funny interesting interesting people and i left it at that but that's the extreme that's the extreme yeah that is a hundred percent and i guess you know what's funny i guarantee you when you left that store they told everyone a black man came into their store probably and he was nice bro you might have changed their mind they might have actually started liking people they're like, wow, this, this black person came in here despite what it looks like. And he was respectful. He probably thought I was going to go in there and cuss him out. Why you got that flag on the, on the outside? Blah, 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 blah. That's not going to change your mind. It's just going make, make, it's just, it's to make them feel more emboldened. He's like, oh, look at all the haters. <laughs> look at all the haters. You ever seen people on social media like, oh, I got haters chasing me. They praying on my downfall. You know? Yeah, because any, 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 ba- any type of fame, infamy or regular fame, is good publicity. Yeah. Like, and people will accept that, man. You could you could walk in there and you might have made his day cussing him out. Yeah. He, he was prepared for that. He probably he thought in. I was going to come When in you there. walked in, you yeah. were quiet, admiring things, or yeah. at least looking around. Yeah. Maybe looking like you were possibly going to buy him something. Ask him how the business is doing. Just being a human being, bro, you probably changed his entire perspective. Like, realistically... And it'd be the vice versa. Imagine. Imagine some black-owned business who's selling BLM gear and a proud boy walks in. Does that same exact interaction. Yeah. Everyone's just quiet, but it's respectful. He's looking around. He maybe actually buys something. Yeah. And then leaves. Never talk again. You just change their entire perspective on a whole group of people. Literally. And there's actually a point where I walked over and they had these hats. 
it was just like it, it i think it had like a deer on it and it had like a confederate flag and i looked at the hat i picked it up looked at it i looked over to them they would not look me in the eye they was not they was looking somewhere else like like avoiding eye contact with me and i put it down and i just kept looking around almost like they knew like oh this must be you know little i don't know like like they might have been like maybe we shouldn't have this stuff up because they want to look me in the eye they were like obviously they know something's wrong they know yeah yeah that's the that's the best way they knew something was wrong you know and i actually went to the place next door and i bought a maga hat because i'm like it's election i'm gonna show my kids this you know like sort of you know it's history you know and you bought a couple no i just bought one i thought you had a gold and a red one oh yeah you're right it was like a two for ten dollar deal yeah they're cheap hats though i don't i don't wear them yeah i remember when actually turner got i remember when turner got these bro and it was just funny it was funny because it was a a black person but you know what the the people said to me as i walked back out like Uh after i bought it like i wish there was more people more people like you around and i was like what does that mean like, I'm trying to let me think exactly what they said. They're like, it was like, it was like not to see young people like you, you know, like I don't know, like they're basically saying, oh, it's nice to have someone of your culture agreeing with them. Yeah, is what they were saying. And I wasn't agreeing with them. I just wanted to buy that because. For but you know what though, giggles. for them, like that probably meant a lot. Yeah. And I don't think, because I remember when you first told me that I was like, dude, they, that's racist. And we all joked about it. Yeah. But now that I look back on it, like, as a, as I'm older, I don't think it was like that. Yeah. I think it was, dang, someone who usually never understands what I'm doing here finally is understanding what I'm doing here. In their mind, yeah. Yeah. Like, you just maybe gave them some peace of mind. Like, like maybe we're not racist. <laughs> or, or like, like or, or you, like I said, you changed their opinion because they're like, dang, maybe... Maybe I should stop judging a whole group of people for things I hear about them. And maybe I should actually go maybe talk to a couple of these people. Yeah. Instead. You know, there's this, uh, there's a story I heard this man named, uh, Darrell Davis. And, uh, I originally saw it because on the thumbnail of this video, it was this black man. He was holding up a KKK outfit. And I was like, what is this man doing? Is he a black man part of the KKK? And then I watched the video and he said that he would go and he would befriend these KKK or the Ku Klux Klan members. I'm not saying Trump supporters or the Klan. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I have no opinions. You know, if you're a Trump supporter, you're about it. It doesn't really matter to me. But, Living on though. But he was holding this KKK outfit. And I will say, the, I, I don't like the KKK. Obviously. Obviously. It was built on <laughs> like terrorizing either, black bro. people. That's one thing I will disavow. Any organization that promotes hatred and violence towards anybody, you know, where they actually talking about hating and they say, oh, I hate black people. I will never support you. 100%. And, but he said that he used to go and he used to befriend these people and eventually they're like, man, maybe black people aren't so bad. And they would leave and they would give him their uniform, their racist memorabilia as sort of like a thank you. Like, I don't need it anymore. You should have it, put it towards collection, put it in the museum anymore. I'm done. And I just thought that story was so powerful because... Because it show it shows exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it also shows exactly what we've been talking about this entire hour. It's just like... It, take, it takes one moment. One really good experience. Just like it takes one negative experience to make an opinion on a person. 
It takes also one really good experience to make a whole opinion on someone. Yeah. Um, and that goes for anything, dude. That goes for religion. That goes for races. I mean, that, dude, I I know exactly what you're talking about because you talked to me about this when you first saw it. And I think that's a super cool message that you can go befriend someone who's the complete opposite of you in every way. And over time, they're like, man, I don't think I really understood what I was supporting. I'm going to stop because now I know it's wrong. It's a very powerful message. Yeah. It's the same way with everything, bro. It's the same way with people who disagree with you politically. Like, it can be something as small as a political belief or it can be something as big as an entire lifestyle. Literally. So that is super important. Yeah, and you're going to these places... And let me tell you, I you know the video I uh, uh, uploaded recently, uh, you know I was in the back hills. Do you want to know? I was I actually looked it up. I said how many black people live in these towns? Zero. Zero. Meaning you gotta think. Yeah. All they're seeing about black people from these small towns is the news. Literally. And guess what the news is doing? It's not making it's not making y'all look right. It's not making us look right either. It's not making I'm, anyone I'm, look good. Imagine imagine being like where I was just at, the hood of Orlando, dude. Like the hood or the hood of Atlanta where like one white person per twenty blocks. Yeah. Like and you know, the only white people you see are people who are with your culture, so it doesn't make any difference. And then when you go on the news, you see January sixth. Your entire perception of them has just changed as well. It goes for anywhere like that with huge groups of one race or one people or one religion, and they see the news in a fabricated variation of like, yeah, because that's what it is, bro. Like the news is just it gives everyone a really bad perspective on everyone else, yeah, and it further motivates people to have negative opinions of other people. Yeah, they want people to get worked up because when you worked up, you're gonna watch more, you're gonna get even more worked up, and then if People go crazy and start doing, you know, doing craziness. They're going to show down the news, too, and say, oh, look at these people. Bro, it's, the news networks are the biggest salesmen. I would say made. I would say a lot of those news networks are honestly cancerous to American society. Oh, 100%. It's they like they're the best marketing networks you'll ever see. Literally. Because if they want a message out, they will get a message out that they want you to see. That's how it is. And it's open to interpretation, so also, whoever wants to hear it can interpret it their own way, negatively or in a good way. Literally. That's, you know... That was a sad thing about BLM, man. I feel like the news ruined the cause. No, it, it definitely did lead to a thing, because while they were showing, you know, videos of Minneapolis burning and Louisville burning or whatever... Like a peaceful little protest in Ohio. There was 50 peaceful protests in, you yeah. know, like I said, Ohio. And some news said, okay, vast majority, but then there's other news networks that saying, look at these people burning down these buildings. And it's, it's just, it's just not good. Creating the vision. It's the vision, it's, it's just creating the vision. And they got us fighting over the same stuff that we've been fighting over for a hundred years. Meanwhile, there are real issues going on and that people don't, are not even really caring about, right. you know. And like I was talking to someone it was an, and it was initially a joke that he said it, but like we got real after that. Um, and he was like, bro, our ancestors are rolling in each other's graves because we've made all this progress just for it to go be almost the exact same thing it used to be. Literally. All that division. And it's like, 
how disappointed would MLK be in seeing stuff like that? Or how disappointed do you think, like, Abraham Lincoln would be seeing January 6th? Yeah. People like, like, people who are super influential influential on both sides of the picture, how do you think they'd be looking at you right now, seeing you guys raid the White House, or seeing BLM protesters, like, start burning cities, or in, like, seeing people, two Americans of different groups, literally fighting each other's streets. I've literally heard of, you know, people, like, people killing other people, mm-hmm. you know, if it was a, a right-wing person who killed a, a protester or it was, uh, you there know, There was a bunch whatever. of, like, there was, like, right-wing people, like, walking around with assault rifles during the BLM protests and, like, shooting people. Yeah. Like, like, like how I ran out, you can have your opinions on the matter, but... He was wrong, bro. Uh, I don't care. But that's, see, that's... My opinion is... He shouldn't. He should not have been there. People can't no. take the law into their own hands. No. Whenever that happens, things are gonna go wrong. Yeah. It's it's gonna go wrong. And even though he was there, and most of the people just looked at him and kept on going, but just a few people, you know, they they took extra offense in being there. And it, it, there's no right. There's no right and wrong. All it mm. is at the end of the day is just dead people. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong. Well, there there's, is now. There's like three. you said initially, there was no right or wrong, bro. Both both sides of that were not doing the right thing that they should have been. doing. You got a dude sitting there with a saw rifle trying to be, you know, a hero, and then you got people who also thought they could be a hero to try to take this man down, try to chase him down, and he died, and they got shot and killed, and, and and now the man is walking free because technically it was self defense because you're you're chasing him down, and he goes around and, and pops you. And you're dead now. Especially in a state. And especially we're in a state where guns are legal to have out. Yeah. Like that. It's just sad. It's just sad. It's not Ever, right or wrong. It's everyone's trying to be a hero. And the pro- and it goes back to that moral theory I was telling you about. That everyone morally will always think that they're right. Um, and if they have a strong enough philosophy on the thing, there's nothing you can do to deter it. Literally. Especially in extreme situations when emotions are high. I mean... There's so many instances in history where, where two sides, literally, if they would have maybe talked for five minutes on a peaceful agreement, they would have been like, damn. Could have what are, what are we doing right now? Yeah. Like, even during, there's like, there was moments during World War Two, dude. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Where, during Christmas, like, they're all playing together. Yeah. World War in World the, World. yeah. Christmas truths. Yeah, the Christmas truths. And they're all playing soccer and, like, having fun together, giving each other hugs, and then. Next day, they just go and kill each other again. Yeah. Because they realize that they're only doing this because they're under other people. Otherwise, they wouldn't. They'd all be friends. Literally. But, honestly, I think I think that's a good note to kind of end this first deep in thought on if, if you think. And what are you thinking? I mean, do you think, you think there's other stuff we can keep on? Uh... I mean, we pretty much, you know, just talked on the fact that, you know, I don't know. My, the, the you know, the point of my channel, like I said, uh, it's just to expose people to the other side of the aisle. Like I have done, you know, like I, like I said, I've been the left wing and right wing protest. I've talked to people. I remember, I'll keep this brief. 
there was some convoy across America, trucker convoy or mm-hmm. some convoy where they people are literally driving from, you know, to go to D.C. I don't know. I don't. I think there are protests in the election or something. Uh, what was that? It was about? like a freedom convoy or something. Now yeah. they do this all the time, but this was like two or three years ago, one or two years ago. And I remember I talked to this dude uh, from Wisconsin, this old man. He had a MAGA hat on and stuff. I talked to this man. I said, uh, I said, excuse me. He said, uh, what, what is going on here? Like, why are y'all out here? And he said, oh, well, you know, we're out here, uh, you know, protesting for the election or something. Something. I don't know. I don't know if it was for the election. I forget what it was for. I don't remember what it was for either. But I was like, why did you decide to, where are you from? Because he had an accent. He said, oh, I'm from Wisconsin. So he, he drove from Wisconsin all the way to Ohio, and he's going to go to D.C. And I said, why did you come? And he said, because God told me so. He said, God told me I should come to this, on this convoy and, and join this. And, you know, I'm, and, you know, there are people gathered at this, uh, this rest stop. And, you know, they're all clapping, cheering as the convoy goes. And I'm, talk, I'm still talking to this man, and he said, what are you going to do when you get to D.C.? And he said, I don't know. So wait, you're telling me you left your home in Wisconsin and you're going to drive all the way to D.C. and you don't even know why you're going? I didn't, t- I didn't ask him that. I was like, I don't want to make him feel stupid. But that once again, just like. It's like, like, what is this for? I mean, because he said God told him so. And, you know. That's, and that's one of those moments where I'd say, no, he didn't. Yeah. Unless. Are you, are you sure he did? Right. Like, because. <laughs> realistically like you can be told by god to go somewhere bro like you really can um for example like i mean i felt like i felt like god was leading me to go on this vivant trip and honestly like i didn't know why i just thought that maybe this was like me gonna be able to finally catch a break and i'm not gonna talk about it on this episode specifically um but there were just some moments where I feel like I, I was able to be a light for him for other people yeah. um, throughout that time of event. And the cool thing is, like, you could tell it changed some people's, like, point of view. Um, and that that's, like, a completely different type of, like, story, though, than, like, that dude going, God told me to come here. And then you don't know what you're doing. Like yeah. you had no other motivation besides it's hard for me to get behind that. I mean I'm not I'm not God, so I don't know what Yeah. I feel I mean, like I that was say. I feel like that maybe was the devil telling him to go there and cause some conflict or I'm too. not gonna I'm not gonna say all that. No, I'm just saying that's but, real though. But you know, it's just interesting because a lot of these people they really don't even know what they're supporting at the end of the day. A they're lot just, of KKK people are doing it because of other people. Literally. Or they you know that all they see is is Propaganda. I feel like a lot of people have been. People say, "Oh, I would never fall for propaganda." You fall for propaganda every single day, whether you realize 100%. it, or not, whether you realize it or not, you're falling. This is propaganda, right here. You know, propaganda. <laughs> like, this you know, Arizona that I'm drinking. You know, people fall for propaganda. Propaganda every single day. You know, whether it's the news, whether it's whatever. But you know, it's it's just crazy. This country is so vast. And so big and so diverse that even within one state, you can travel across one state. It seems like you're going through four countries just for one state. And 
people in America have to realize that you're live you're sharing this country with 300 356 million, million different people. Yeah. So if you think that y'all going to agree 100%, then you're there's no place like that. This is America. You have the right to think whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the right to try to control other people. Control other people. That's when people need to let go, bro. That's when people need to realize that it's not that deep. I'm out here in the streets, shivering cold, you know, getting tear gassed. For what? For what? And like I said, what has changed since since the Black Lives Matter movement? What 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 really has changed? And I'm not trying to like pick sides here, obviously, but I'm just saying what has changed? All that it did nothing. It, it really didn't do much other than make it harder for police to do their jobs at the end of the day. Put them under a microscope. Also, it made, it made the good cops look bad. I mean, yeah, it made, it made the good cops look bad. And it made also black people look bad. You know, because they're, <laughs> they're showing images of, of people going around. And as the protests were going on, I didn't know a single other person who was really going to these protests. But the news wants you to make sure make it make it make you think that, oh, it's black people coming out here and destroying the cities when it really wasn't just black people it was other people first of all second of all actually for most of the protests i went to is oh yeah that's true it's a lot of white people too and and, and, but they're blaming which was insane a race of people and it making a whole i have a whole opinion on that too that like i'm like i get being a white person at at a black lives matter protest like yeah you're their support what i don't what i don't mess with at all though is when you like like that trucker he didn't know where why he was there neither do half those white people they are literally there so they don't get canceled most of the time which is funny because you really think you're that important where people are going to cancel you if you don't go to some black lives exactly protest. You're, you're not that you're important. thinking you're the main character you think you think that no but that's, you think, yeah, that's you think true, the cameras though. are on you though that's that's like, true though you think you think that you're the protagonist in the story you think that everyone else is living they're all your side characters bro i guarantee you every karen who went out to them black lives matter and yelled at people who weren't protesting didn't even know why george floyd got arrested in the first place or like who who the officer's name was who did it to him like, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of these people, they don't even know the bare minimum facts to be out there. They're just out there because they want to look good. They want to they want to look like they're doing something. It's it's a lack of education at the end of the day. A hundred percent. People aren't educated, and this is why we got these issues going on. Dude, a lot country. of the people at January 6th didn't even know why they were there. They just... They were Trump, there because their family went there. Their family or Trump told them to go there. You bro, know? I don't even know about the whole Trump thing, bro. Like, he said... He didn't say storm it. Bro, and, so, and, and the thing about it is, is that he was completely against them going into there. But and the thing about the it is, place. there were two other protests or rallies in DC before the main big January sixth. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I was really active and you know researching and, and finding out, so I so I can know the the real story what's going on. Right. So I'm educated. And I know what I'm supporting and what I'm not supporting. There was two prior ones. I think one was in November. A bunch of Trump supporters showed up and then, you know, counter protesters showed up. Uh-huh. And I think they were like, they tried to disrupt. They were attacking people, leaving the rally. And, you know, you know, they were, I think even some people got stabbed there. Yeah. Then there's another protest where the Proud Boys showed up and now they're brawling in the streets this time. 
Because they said they went there to protect the attendees of the second round, you know, because last time they got attacked. And now they're fighting and then more people got stabbed, more bloodshed. Then the third event, Trump reposted, all these Republican Congress people are reposting it, said, oh, come to D.C. 100,000 Trump supporters go to D.C. Then you tell them to go to the Capitol. Then they see a, you know, a few people start fighting. Now everyone's fighting. It's, it's crazy. It's butterfly effect, honestly. A lot of things, a lot of things went wrong. And a lot of things went wrong. It's just you know, ignorance, dude. It, 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 it's, it's just ignorance. It's like, and just back to the whole, like, people, people, people not they, knowing, like, yeah. why they're really doing it, bro. That's 90% of what the problem is with all this stuff. That's why it's hard for me to, like, get behind, like, that's, dude, that's why I only went to three BLM protests, bro. Because at the end of the day, I was like, I was there for George Floyd. The number, the third protest that I was watching, I was like, why am I even here right now? Like, and once I said that, I left. Because there was no business in me being there if I had no ties to what was happening. Or if you didn't even agree with the protest itself. Exactly. So, so, yeah. That's that's the way that most of these people need to look at this type of stuff, dude. Because, like, I, dude, I didn't speak on January 6th because I had no, I had no feelings about it. There, it was irrelevant to me until they broke into the Capitol. Now I, had a feel, now I have a feeling about it. Now I have a reason to talk about it. But it's just like, for a lot of things, like, it's very it's very important. And people need to learn how to do this nowadays. I'm going to close on this. But for all you guys out there who will listen to this, hopefully, and for you guys, for all you guys who are watching Turner's, Turner's channel, keep an open mind. Literally. That's all, we're at. That's all I'm asking people to do is be open-minded. Even if you don't agree to someone, listen to them. Right. If you if you listen to them and you don't agree with what they say, then you're back to where you were before. But maybe, just maybe, you can be listening to someone, whether you're conservative, listen to some a black someone from a Black Lives Matter protest. Now I don't really have a lot of you know interviewing. I've only interviewed one person on YouTube. But hopefully if I get the opportunity, I will be able to interview more people from oh a, a more wider background. So, you know, people can go. Like I said, you know, someone in the comments for the uh, one interview I posted said, oh, he's a Nazi, whatever. And then I, I respectfully, because that's how it is. It's just being respectful. Being respectful and nice can go, can get you so far. And it has gotten me so far to where I just, you know, approach people respectfully. And if you're respectful and then they'll like you, you, you don't, a lot of people, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm trying not to prolong this. No, you're but, fine. you know, I'm passionate but, about this because... Like I said, we need more respect in this world. We need more open-minded people in this world. And we need more people who are willing to go out there and show what's really going on without any stupid bias. Without, you know, people. I hate that. I hate that so much where people claim that they're news and then they're out here or they'll interview somebody and then they'll try to start debating the person halfway through the interview. What is this? It's not a debate. It's an interview. That's that's what makes me so mad, bro. <laughs> that's what makes me so mad. When people, when people, when news people or people in journalism try to interview someone and they're trying to pick apart their arguments, you're not there to do that. At it's least an interview. It's, it's an not, interview, it's not, not a, a not a debate. So, but yeah. like I said, moral of the story, guys, keep an open mind. And open mind. Stay you, might, you might be surprised. Honestly, you might, you might find out that maybe, maybe you were wrong or you might be able to. 
here you might be able to justify your own opinion through it. Literally. But at least if you just shut up and listen for five minutes, nine times out of ten you'll realize that we're all human. And we're all out here doing our own thing. And we're all out here believing in stuff that's very similar to what each other believe in, just on a different side of. And you never know. Having a conversation with that polar opposite, it might change your life. For real. And there's been times where people have said something, and I really sat there and looked. I'm like, dang. Low-key had a point. He definitely had a point. Right. It's like He might have a point. But, so, guys, we're going we're gonna to do our outro now. Uh, Turner. Give your shouts, bro. Man, like I said, Instagram, uh, T-E-A-G-E-E underscore productions. TG Productions. I'll post on there. YouTube, same name, but the space instead of, uh, you know, the underscore. Uh, like I said, I would really appreciate it if you check it out. If you don't, that's cool. It's freedom. It's a free world out there. But, you know, like I said, I was, stay curious, stay open-minded, and stay respectful. That's all I ask people to do. All right. And then you already know, guys, how it works. Um, go follow uh, Lost in Thought on yep, Spotify. Sure. And um, go follow them on Apple Podcasts, Podsurf, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You already know. You sounded all of it out uh, there. He yeah. Every platform. Go follow. So go listen. Go follow. Man. And same thing for TG Productions because, like I said, they are our partner in all this. Um, we heavily support them and there will be a lot of collabs in the heavily future. Support y'all. Um, there'll be a lot of collabs in the future with us. Um, we'd like to, we already, uh, me and Turner actually today, we're even talking about like, you know, traveling together and stuff like that. We've actually been planning on maybe going to Canada or something like that. Yep. So that's a real, this, these are some real possibilities and, um, some real things that we are going to get to show you guys and it'll be coming from both channels as a partnership. But guys... Thank you for uh, listening in. Um, Turner, it was a wonderful episode. I'm yes, so sir. happy I got so, to so so happy I got on here. So thankful for this opportunity. But, guys, once again, thank you for listening. And thank you for getting lost in thought with us. Actually, wait. Deep in thought with us. Podcast out.